This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's been a less than stellar year for pears grown in the Rogue Valley. One of my recent blog posts referenced news that was reported last month about the negative impacts of weather and fire on the pear harvest. And of course, that's compounding problems. The industry, like so many industries, is weathering because of the coronavirus pandemic. So there are fewer pears of lesser quality available in local grocers. Harry and David has plenty of the pears that it prizes for its gift baskets, according to newspaper sources. But for people who buy just garden variety pears for their everyday use, there's not nearly the selection that we might see in other years. And of course, that's just sort of another blow in what many people are considering to be somewhat of a Spartan holiday season. I know that I enjoy purchasing extra pears and putting them in gift baskets of my own making for family and friends who really enjoy them. There may not be the types of pears available this year for me to carry on that tradition, but I'm still looking for pears and buying them when I can, recognizing, of course, that there are varieties beyond the Rogue Valley's prized camise pear, which is the ultra-sweet, ultra juicy pear that's been trademarked by Harry and David as its Royal Riviera pear. The Rogue Valley also is known for Bosque pears, which are the brown skinned variety with sort of the slender necks. And there are other varieties from around the Northwest that cooks can consider in all kinds of dishes beyond just sort of raw preparations and certainly eating out of hand. Pears are really, really suited to cooking and not just as preserving, but in a variety of ways. And each of them has its own sort of distinct characteristic. If you want a pear that stays slightly crisp, you can look for Anjou pears. They come green and red skinned. Another more obscure variety that does stay very crisp is the Pharrell. It's a small variety that sort of competes with the Seckle pear, which is grown in a few orchards locally for the status of smallest pear, and Seckles also are very crisp, along with Concord pears and Bosque pears, which I previously mentioned. You can consider all those pears for baking, for slicing up into salads. The Mail Tribune's weekly food section recently featured a butternut squash soup with pear. And less common in most people's kitchen are pears and savory recipes such as risotto and pasta. I posted a recipe for pear risotto back in October that was very simply simmered with onion, leeks, and celery before the addition of peeled and grated Bartlett pear finished with Grana Padano cheese. That's one that I vowed that I would try 
before pear season was over. And recently posted to my blog is a recipe for meat and pear open ravioli. Now, open ravioli is kind of a trendy term devised by some celebrity chefs in Italy a couple of decades back. This isn't actually ravioli, but rather a thick sauce, almost a ragu in terms of its construction, that's paired with a hefty pasta, calamarata pasta in this recipe, or some other sort of tube-shaped pasta. But the real appeal with this recipe is the pairing of pork, both in the form of bacon and Italian sausage with pear, whose sweetness is even further enhanced with golden or just regular raisins, which I happen to love. It reminds me of my family's favorite Sicilian style meatball, which I've referenced in this podcast and in my column several times over the years with lamb and always some dried fruit, whether that's raisins or currants and pine nuts sweetened with some cinnamon and some cloves, so sort of warming winter spices. And this recipe uses a very, very similar flavor profile. It was posted on my blog on December 14th under the headline, Cookie Crumbs Put Pork Pear Pasta Over the Top. The sort of pièce de résistance, so to speak, is a garnish of crushed amaretti cookies, which I've seen in other sort of sweet savory pasta preparations, namely the butternut squash ravioli, one of my favorites, certainly this time of year, at Pie and Vine Restaurant in Ashland. They do that really nicely in brown butter with the crushed amaretti cookies on top. But in this podcast, I'll share the recipe now for meat and pear open ravioli. It's adapted by Tribune News Service from Pasta Modern by Francine Segan. And it calls for three tablespoons butter, four bacon slices that have been diced, one sweet Italian sausage that's in the casing, one large pear thinly sliced with the peel left on. Now again, this could be sort of any pear variety based on your preference. Very sweet, juicy pears are going to fall apart when they cook, sort of like the same concept with apples and the numerous varieties of that fruit. Whereas a crisper, sort of denser, less juicy pear variety is going to hold up a lot better. If you want the pear slices to be evident, consider that. Or if you want it to just sort of fall apart in the sauce, maybe choose a variety like camise. It calls for two tablespoons golden or regular raisins, one garlic clove that's been peeled and minced, three to four small sage leaves, one pound of that calamarata pasta or another tube-shaped pasta, the zest of half a lemon, a third cup of grana padano, here's that cheese again that was featured in the pear risotto recipe, or another aged cheese or more to taste. It's sort of a similar cheese to Parmigiano Reggiano in the sense that it grates finely. It's like a hard cheese. A dash or two of ground cinnamon to taste, freshly grated nutmeg to taste, minced fresh parsley to taste, salt and freshly ground black pepper to taste, and then those amaretti cookies, two or three crushed. Those should be available on sort of the specialty cookie aisles of grocers. Certainly you could find them online. So start meat and pear open ravioli. 
by melting the three tablespoons butter in a large skillet over medium high heat. Add those four slices of bacon that have been chopped and cook until they're crisp for about five minutes. Remove the Italian sausage from its casing and crumble it into the pan, cooking until it's browned. Add the sliced pear, the two tablespoons golden or regular raisins, the garlic clove that's been peeled and minced, and those three to four small sage leaves. Cook the mixture until the pears are soft. Again, soft meaning tender, but perhaps not falling apart unless that's your intention with the sauce. Meanwhile, while the sauce is cooking, boil the pound of calamarata or other tube-shaped pasta in salted water until it's almost al dente. Save a cup of the cooking water, set it aside, and then drain the pasta. Toss the drained pasta into the pear and meat sauce with a few tablespoons of the pasta cooking liquid. That helps everything to adhere and just brings the sauce together, clinging to the noodles really nicely. It also loosens them up a little bit after they've been drained. Stir the pasta and sauce together well and cook, adding more liquid if needed until the pasta is al dente. Again, you cook it in the boiling water until almost al dente. If it's able to absorb more liquid, that's where it absorbs the sauce in your pan and takes on all those delicious flavors. That's how really well done authentic pasta dishes are achieved. Stir in the zest of half the lemon and then season with the third cup grana padano or other aged cheese as well as the dash or two of ground cinnamon, a grating of fresh nutmeg, and minced fresh parsley to taste. Season to taste with the salt and pepper. Then serve the pasta topped with a sprinkling of those amaretti crumbs from two or three crushed amaretti cookies. And that makes four servings of meat and pear open ravioli. That's the latest post to my blog, The Whole Dish, at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish under the headline, Cookie Crumbs Put Pork Pear Pasta Over the Top. And that was posted December 14th. You can find more information about pear varieties, which I did. I've used the site a number of times over the years in writing about pears. And that's at the USA Pears, Pear Growers Association. That's at usapears.org. And they have several tabs here. The Pear Varieties Glossary is under the About USA Pears tab. That's a helpful site, certainly as you're shopping. If they're not labeled real clearly at your grocer, you can tell by size and shape a lot of these pears. Please do look for the Rogue Valley's prize camise pear, which is that chubby pear with the red blush on its green skin. Super, super sweet and delicious. I'll be featuring that in more recipes this season on my blog, The Whole Dish at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.